helping them to remember who they really are, that they're not newbies with nothing, you know, with no skills, and then making sure that they've got some good basic coaching skills. You know, coaching is a tool set and it's just like a tool belt, right? You put that tool belt on, you practice those coaching skills. And so they feel like they have so far to go, but they've actually made so much progress already with their life. And then all they need is the coaching skills. And then the reminder that a coaching business is a super simple business. All you need to do is have people find you, have a conversation with them and invite them to work with you. And when they say yes, there you go. It's done. Like it's, it's the, one of the simplest businesses that you can have. Hey, it's Chuck here. And I'm so glad that you're listening to this episode. And I just want to take this quick moment right now to let you know about our free collaborators toolkit. And this episode is all about partnership and collaboration. And our guests share many resources, tools, and things that you can use to make collaboration and partnership easier in your business. So if you're looking for better ways to grow and scale your business through collaborations and strategic partnerships, this free collaborators toolkit is gonna contain the best resources from our workshops, as well as contributions from our guests. And these tools could be the missing link that you've been looking for. And they're going to help you to solve everyday business challenges and access highly effective ideas that can help and grow your business exponentially. I know they've helped me and I know they're going to help you as well. And the best part about these tools is that they're completely free. And our gift to you for being a valued member of our community and a subscriber to the show. So you can get access to all of the resources contained inside the Collaborators Toolkit today by visiting the website at www.collaboratorsunite.com slash toolkit. That address again is www.collaboratorsunite.com slash toolkit. Go ahead and register today, get access to all the resources, and I'm going to see you on the inside. Now, here's the episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the show. Chuck Anderson here. This is the Creative Collaboration Show, and I'm here with another amazing guest. And look, uh, if you are an expert, you have any sort of expertise, and you've wondered about maybe starting a coaching program, or what would it take to actually get started as a coach and build a coaching business, you're going to want to lean in and pay particular attention to this episode, because I am... Uh, here with an amazing guest. I am joined by Candy Mozek, and she specializes in helping people launch their coaching programs from people who are just getting started in the coaching business to people maybe who want to repackage their expertise and do things in a new way. Uh, this is the person you want to talk to and uh, is all about collaboration, which is the theme of our show. So Candy, welcome, welcome, welcome. Oh, thanks, Chuck. And so I'm so thankful that you're having me as a guest. I really appreciate it. And, you know, I know we've been trying to do this for a while. And, you know, from one busy person to another, it can <laughs> sometimes take a while till our schedules permit. And here we are. So really, really lucky to have you on the show today. And uh, this is gonna be a lot of fun. 
Um, so I think Candy, a really great place to start because that was really introduction light. I don't like to tell other people's stories. You know your story the best. Uh, I think a great place to start is introduce yourself to our audience, who you are, what you do, and we'll go from there. Okay. So we won't start at the beginning because that was a really long time ago. Um, but we'll just, let's start with, I was one of those corporate people and I spent a lot of years in corporate doing what we do, right? Like once you get into corporate, you think that you just want that next promotion. You want that next step on the ladder. You can just sort of see that next place thinking that the next place that you get to is either going to bring you happiness or it's going to bring you more autonomy. And I just kept climbing that ladder and climbing that ladder. And short story said that really, no matter how high you go, you don't get a lot of independence. You still have so many things that you have to, um, I guess, toe the line with. So 20 years in corporate, and I decided that it was time for a change. And so I practiced, took my training, and eventually left and became a full-time coach. And so that's sort of the, in a nutshell, um, my history. And now I do this thing where I coach coaches, and that's the tongue twister, but coaches need coaches too. You know, like doctors have doctors, therapists have therapists. And coaches need coaches. And so that's my area of expertise. Well, it's a good one as well. I mean, there is literally not a week that goes by where I don't have a conversation with somebody that wants to make that move, you know, either from a business they're already in or they want to add a coaching program or, or, or get into coaching. Or like you said, in the corporate world, uh, expertise experience all of that and then wondering how do I repackage that? How can I go out on my own, leave the corporate world and do this full time? And I know that's a big dream. It was for me uh and you know long time ago. I was probably about 20 years ago now when when I really launched my first coaching program and I too was in the corporate world. And you know you climb that ladder and you know you know, marketing manager, then director of marketing, then chief marketing officer, and then I'm out of here. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to go any higher. This seemed like a good idea at first, but really, where where did my freedom go? Where did my time go? And uh, I couldn't get out of there fast enough. Yeah. And I think that's the thing I hear from every coach that I work with is most of them are very successful in their life and they feel like they want more freedom. They want more freedom of how they spend their time and what they're doing. And then also this freedom to make an impact, right? Like working on your quarterly projections or your forecasts or the plan for next year isn't the same as having that big vision. And so I think a lot of people really want that. They want to take back their life. Take back your life. That's, that's, exactly what it was for me. And and I think for a lot of people that, you know, I've worked with and had conversations with as well, I, I'm blessed today to be surrounded with coaches. And, uh, and I think that's the one, you know, definitely one of the things that we have in common. And I would say the other thing that we have in common as coaches is either um, an origin story of, of healing, some sort of a healing that, that moved us into that industry and that that desire to help others um and 
like you said, also that desire to get out of a job that just isn't really that fulfilling anymore. So do you remember what it was like in terms of where you started? Uh, you know, what, what was really that motivation? What really drew you towards becoming a coach? Yeah. Um, so I have this notion that being a coach is a calling for many people. And it didn't matter what level I was in the organization, whether I was, you know, an exec assistant or a director, I found that people would walk into my office, close the door and say, do you have a little bit of time so I can talk with you about what's going on? And they might talk about something to do with their team, something to do with what's going on with their career or something to do with what's going on at home. And so that always happened no matter what role I was in. And it was peers, it was people who reported to me, and then people and sometimes even people that I reported to. So there is that side of it. And then the other side of it is I experienced some significant burnout, um, just doing too much, too often, with very high expectations. And, and I think the motto for some areas where people work in corporate is do more with less. And I found it really hard to keep pairing back, keep pairing back my team, keep pairing back, um, you know, who we had as resources. And that just started to prey on me. And so it was a story of burnout and, you know, re-evaluating what was important to me. Like, what did I want to do with my life? And so that was the that was the start to becoming a coach. Yeah. You know, so many similarities in our story. I, I, I can recall having to lay off 65 people. Uh, you know, th by law, there had to be two of us in the room and we paraded one by one into the room to let them know that, hey, you know, this job that you've been really enjoying? Well, it's coming to an end in a few weeks. <laughs> yeah. And uh, least fun I've ever, ever, ever had. And, um, you know, I think that anyone growth minded is going to be is going to find shrinking or downsizing or, you know, laying off people. They're going to find that painful. Right. Mm -hmm. And and I know I'm very growth oriented. So I want to find big ideas. I want to grow something. I don't want to, you know, tell people that <laughs> their job is coming to an end. So, you know, not not very fun. Um, is that kind of what you? Yes. Yeah. And so, yes. And I'm happy if it's your job is coming to an end and we have this other interesting thing. Do you want to you want to go and and be part of that? But when it's. It's time for you to leave and they've been good performers and you know what's going on, you know, everybody's got things going on in their life. Maybe they have a child who was ill or a wife who was just laid off and knowing that, you know, it's really going to impact their family life and their life as a whole. So I just found that very difficult. That was part of it. Um, you know, it's just, there's times that you're just not aligned to that type of role anymore. And for me, that was, that was the sign. Yeah. I think that's definitely the breaking point where, where, you start to look for something new. There's got to be something better. And that desire to go out on your own and and to do something. And here we are. And so, you know, we both kind of had that happen. 
Um, so fast forward today, you're you're coaching, you're helping people discover themselves as a coach and really establish their coaching business. Uh, what are you noticing in terms of who's coming into your world and and putting their hand up and and saying, "Okay, Candy, I want to be a coach. I'm not sure what else, what you know, where to start with this." Uh, and can you help me with this? Who are you noticing coming into your world, and what are some of their reasons why? they are reaching out. Yeah. So these are people who are smart, successful people, and they want to change. They've had enough of kind of that waking up in the middle of the night and going, is this all there is? Like, this is my life. I've been, you know, going to school, getting the first degree, getting the second degree, sometimes getting the third degree, starting down this path and realizing that their life really feels like that hamster wheel. And so they've had that sort of uneasy feeling for a long time. And now it's like they are taking that courageous move. And so people who have had successful careers who want something different and it matters to them, like it matters. They realize that this is their life and they want to do something impactful with their life. So those are the people that I see coming through my world. So that, you know, so they, they're coming into your world and, and, you know, they're taking that first step. You know, what are some of the things that you have to help them with in terms of making their, uh, their desire to become a coach a reality? Yeah, so it, it always boils down to they don't remember how powerful they are. They forget that they have a lifetime of experience and a lifetime of expertise. And then so you helping them to remember who they really are, that they're not newbies with nothing, you know, with no skills, and then making sure that they've got some good basic coaching skills. You know, coaching is a tool set. And it's just like a tool belt, right? You put that tool belt on, you practice those coaching skills. And so they feel like they have so far to go, but they've actually made so much progress already with their life. And then all they need is the coaching skills. And then the reminder that a coaching business is a super simple business. All you need to do is have people find you, have a conversation with them and invite them to work with you. And when they say yes, there you go. It's done. Like it's it's the, one of the simplest businesses that you can have. Well, and it's simple in the in the fact that as a coach, you are the product. And yeah. and so it is all about relationships. It's all about having conversations and connecting with people. And I, I think the best coaches are ones that are naturally curious. You know, you, you want to ask questions. You want to dive deep. You, you want to, uh, you know, explore that and also have empathy for, you know, a person's situation, meeting them where they're at, but then also helping them to move to that next level, the thing that they really want to achieve and are so far not achieving on their own. Yeah. And so the, um, so I, I agree. I, it's a yes. And, and I love how you use the word curious. I use that word all the time, but inside I say nosy because I am quite, quite, a, quite a, like, how come you did that? Why is it like that? You know, I'm always curious from that perspective and holding the belief for your client. Like if I believe that my client, I see them as already successful, 
then sometimes they need somebody else to hold that belief for them. And then little by little, they start to catch that belief for themselves. And then once they've got it, they're unstoppable. It's amazing. It is amazing. I love watching that transformation. It is so cool. Yeah. So uh, I love the work that you do. And I know we're going to come back to that here a little bit while and, you know, let people know where they can where they can uh, reach out to if they want to kind of explore this part of their journey and see if, you know, becoming a coach or adding a coaching program to their business is the right fit. Um, I want to kind of, you know, switch gears a little bit, but, you know, add in our theme of partnership and collaboration, which which I know, you know, you and I have had conversations before. I know that this has, you know, been a significant part for you. So, I mean, I, I think a great start of that part is how has partnerships and collaboration played a role or made a difference in your business? Yeah, so there's two areas that I would think of. The first is that all of my clients, I invite them to be part of my client referral page. And so, and this is a, this is a thing that it gives them another place on the web where they show up. So it's by invitation only. All I need is their headshot, their bio, little description about what they do, and a nice link to their website or to their prime social media. And so that way I can collect all of them in one spot. We all promote it. And I highly encourage them to get to know each other, to follow each other on social media, to start creating those relationships. So it's a really simple process, but it's just this, it's this place that for many newer coaches, it can feel a little lonely and any way that you can feel like you're part of a community is that much farther. So it's just a small little community piece. And then the other um, thing that I've been doing is I've had these Monday calls 9 a.m. Pacific coaching and conversation. They're free. And I encourage all my clients to come and anybody else who wants to come and join. And we talk about a topic and we start the week off with intention. And so again, bringing people into one Zoom room and helping them feel like they're part of a community that they've you know, created their own marching orders for the week, and then they're ready to go. So that's a, another place. And it's just another thing I offer to my community. That's a great idea. And it's, it's different than some of the other ideas that we've heard in terms of collaboration. I love the thing about, you know, referrals. That's, you know, that's, that's a natural one, I think that a lot of people are doing, but I really like this, this thing with, with, uh, with the community. Where, where did you come up with that idea? And how well is it working? works pretty well. And it just came out of my imagination. I wish that I had some great spot that I could refer to, but it's not true. <laughs> well, and, and it sounds funny too. I love your response to that, by the way, because, uh, and I asked the question because we, we hear it in our audience so often and they know that I'm big on collaborating and partnering and I'm encouraging everyone to do that. And the natural next question that people have when it's like, okay, enough already. Yes, partnerships, collaboration, uh, all of this. Uh, how do I do that? <laughs> Where do I look? And uh, like you said, sometimes it's just it's just an idea that hits you, that uh, a thought even, and then you 
take action on it. And yeah. what if you had ignored that thought and said, oh, that's silly. I'm not going to do that. And then you miss out on a great opportunity. Well, and, and the truth is that I had the idea and then I procrastinated on it for about three months. And then I was like, no, no, no. I've been writing this idea down. I keep a journal that has all these random ideas in them. And I was like, no, this thing could really like it's it's a real win win. Right. It gives them a place to start their week. It gives them a place to create community. It helps me feel connected to my clients. And it gives a it's a great spot for my past clients to still stay connected. So I was like, what do I have to lose? I'm just going to give it a try. And that was when I finally started it. And it was surprisingly easy. Just, you know, little note to people that I know and the invitation is out and that's it. Ready to go. I hope you all heard what Candy just said there, because that is huge. I had the idea. I procrastinated on it a little bit, and I still moved forward with it anyways. And I can't tell you, Candy, how many times I've had conversations with people that have had good ideas. They sat on them. They procrastinated. I do it all the time. Like I have notebooks and pages and pages and pages full of ideas that I couldn't possibly do all at once. Some of them I probably could have or should have done earlier. But you know what? Um, you know, like the old saying goes, you know, the best time to plant a tree was, you know, 20 years ago. The second best time is today. And so if you procrastinated, so what? Today is another day. Why not start today? Right? Yeah. Why, why not start today? And And if that idea is still relevant, if it's still a good idea. And like what you said, also, you found yourself continuing to journal about it, continuing to uh, have it listed on your goals. So it must have been relevant. And it must have been something that still had your attention. Exactly. And and I think, you know, sort of to close that bracket about procrastinate and do it anyway, is that you can decide to try something like that as a business person, especially in if in the online world, like we can be so much quicker, you know, to change. So to close the bracket is after you give yourself enough time, like give yourself three months or four months or five months or whatever, and then reevaluate. And if it's not serving you and if it's not fun anymore and it's not creating what you thought it might, then it's time to move on. You don't have to stay with something forever, right? You just give it a try, give it a really good try and then evaluate. Yeah, I love that because nobody really wants to be a quitter. Although there is a time, I think, where you've exhausted all avenues and, and, you know, there's always another step. There's always another thing you can try. I think the, the problem is when you keep trying the same thing over and over again, trying to expect a different result. That definitely doesn't work. Um, and what you're saying is not necessarily giving up an idea, but it's like, okay, the way I'm doing that, in that way isn't exactly working. Uh, what else could I do? What could I do instead? Maybe it's a completely different idea, but or maybe it's just a one degree shift off of what that original idea was. Exactly. Yeah. And there's a place here where you have to always think about um, your core values, right? Like, what do you not just what are you trying to achieve, but who are you? And just you know, use that as a bit of a litmus test. 
Is this idea that you had, is it in alignment with your core values or is it just some random thing that's, you know, a shiny object, right? So does it create, like for me, core values include connection and authenticity and relationships and long-term relationships with my clients. So does it align with that? Yeah. So that meant that it was a good thing. But if it was something completely random that didn't align with that, maybe that's a place where I want to dig a little deeper. Like if that idea comes up, why is it coming up? What is it? What's the thread in there that makes it keep showing up in my head? Yeah, especially if it's coming up again and again and again, and you're noticing the repetition. I think there really is a reason for that. And there's probably good reason to pay attention to why that's coming up again and again. Uh, and I think people do worry about shiny object. And especially when you're worried about uh, you're coming out of procrastination and you want to stay focused and you want to stay productive. And we hear all the people saying, oh, you got to focus on this and you, you got to stay productive. Um, and don't let those distractions come in. But, you know, to really check in, is this idea I'm having a distraction or is this my next step? And uh, and I think I love what you just said there is it, it comes down to alignment. Does it align with the direction you're going with the mission that you're on uh, the end result that you're trying to achieve? If the answer is yes, where does it fit in? Uh, if the answer is no, well, let's park that and maybe explore that another day. Maybe that is a distraction. But, you know, I think it's, you know, staying focused isn't necessarily staying focused on a particular set of tasks, but it's staying focused on a particular alignment of direction. Right. Yeah. No, I agree 100% with that. Yeah. So I love everything that you've been um, uh, sharing here. Just, you know, kind of one last question on this whole collaboration piece. Uh, that people really want to know. And that is, okay, so when you're looking for um, ideas or you're looking for even people to uh, collaborate with or partner with, uh, what's your go-to source? Where where do you look first? Mm. So I think my go-to source is always podcasts. I have a podcast. I listen to podcasts. And there is something in podcasting that feels more, this doesn't, it's not quite the right word, but intimate, it feels more connected. And so always, you know, looking in that area, what podcast do I like listening to? Um, and using that as a place that I would be looking for more partners, more connections. And I've noticed that a lot of my clients come through the podcast world as well. So well, definitely speaking my language, because as you know, and this is where I think we connect also, is we both love podcasts and use podcasts for that very reason. The entire reason I started this show was to uh, get into conversation and get into relationship with people who are great potential partners or have some sort of collaboration potential. And what a great vehicle it has been for that and uh, continues to do so. So Love that suggestion. And I recommend to everybody, if you're not at the very minimum, be guest on podcasts, even better, start mm -hmm. your own show. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I guess my show has been running for a couple of years now. And you'll notice the pattern. It took me a while to get around to doing it. But 
one of the things that I was concerned about is like, well, what if I don't have enough interesting things to talk about, or I somehow run out of steam? But what happens is that the more you record and the more interesting people you invite to be on your show, the more show up. Like I have too much stuff now for my podcast, right? So it's actually the opposite of what I was worried about. Now I have a new challenge, which is making sure that all the great people are featured well. So, yeah, I, I and I share that same challenge. You want to feature your guests really, really well. But here's the thing. Nobody really ever says no to an invitation to be interviewed on a podcast. Uh, <laughs> I had almost 25 interviews done for this new show before the first episode was even published. I it's mean, amazing, I put it right? out there and everyone like, wanted to be on it. And it wasn't yeah. even published yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? And so anyone who's kind of thinking like, oh, this podcasting thing is going to be hard. Uh, think again. It's yeah. really not. And uh, I'll tell you what's hard is because I've done this as well, is uh, doing a podcast where it's on you to come up with the content for every mm -hmm. episode. Now, the, mm -hmm. I think everyone's got a probably a good dozen episodes in them. Uh, and then once you kind of get past episode 12, kind of like between episode 12 and 20, you reach a point where it's like, okay, well, what topics haven't I covered yet? And I, mm -hmm. and I see those kind of shows fade out a lot, uh, quite often because there's only so many topics that you yourself have. When you do an interview style podcast like this, the possibilities are limitless. Yeah. Yeah. Right. The, and the, I think the other thing that's interesting about podcasts that, you know, people don't necessarily consider is they're always so focused on social media and social media for me is like this churn and burn thing. Right. But for podcasts, it's an asset. And, you know, so people who are listening to this episode, particularly my guess is that, you know, most of your listeners have a pretty good business sense. And they know the difference between an asset and an expense, right? And so if you've got something that you can lean back on over and over and over again, now you're building the value of your business. And so, you know, kind of shifting away from just social media, because once you've done it, it's gone. But with a podcast, as long as it's hosted, it's there and people love to listen to them forever. It's really amazing because, you know, if we look back to blogging, uh, you know, that really wasn't always the case. I mean, occasionally you'd get a topic that uh, and a post that would really, really take off and continue to get traffic. But but so many of them didn't. Uh, and and a lot of the the eyeballs went to the most recent content. It's amazing with podcasts when you go back and you look through your numbers and you notice that, hey, they're, you know, they're going back and they're listening to episodes we did two and a half years ago. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Super fun. Yeah. Love the podcast. Could definitely do a whole episode, Candy, just on a podcast. But I think we both agree that it's a it's a, an incredible tool. And uh, we'll we'll make sure that we link to your podcast. Uh, we highly recommend people check it out. And uh, we'll end off we'll, with getting you to share a little bit more about where people can find you and and, and all of that. Um, you know, one of the things as, you know, kind of Candy, I know we've discussed a lot of things here, um, just shifting gears a little bit. I like to have a bit of a kind of a personal growth 
self-growth component to these interviews. And so there's a couple of things that I ask everybody and I'll ask you as well. The first thing is, you know, and I know for me, I've been blessed with having a lot of great mentors and, you know, people that I've learned from, uh, people who've inspired me along the way. Uh, you know, who who do you follow uh, and learn from that maybe others could learn from as well? Yeah. Do you want the list or do you want one? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's usually not just one person. Well, no. Yeah. yeah, but narrowing it down because you know our uh, hard to make decision type people will you know they they need one recommendation that they can click on today. So yeah, yeah. First so, one that pops um, in your mind, I guess. Yeah, one of my favorite authors is Gary Zukoff, and specifically Seed of the Soul. Um, he's just republished the twentieth uh, twenty year edition of that, and that is an amazing. It's just an amazing work. So that's one that I would highly recommend. Yeah. You know, Candy, in uh, almost 40 interviews, I've asked the same question for, you know, le thought leaders, you know, book recommendations. And I have yet, and the, you've kept the streak alive, and, I, and <laughs> I've been cheering on all my guests because they've kept the streak alive. We have not had the same guest mention the same book twice, That's right? Exactly. You're the first one to mention Gary Zukoff. Yeah. Which is amazing because he was one of the very first authors I read, you know, I would say 25 years ago when I really started to embrace personal development and self-growth. I bought his book called Soul Stories after seeing him interviewed by Oprah. And he it's funny because he's not one that you hear people talk about a whole lot, but what a an amazing resource. What an amazing source of inspiration and stories. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You should do an episode of all of each of these 40 books, like some, you know, like a little compilation episode. It'd be kind of fun. Right. Because there's a point in every interview where I ask, you know, what what is that go-to thought leader? Or what is that go-to yeah. book? And everybody has a different recommendation. I'd probably have to do multiple episodes, quite yeah. frankly, with <laughs> 40, all of those. 40 books is a lot of books, right? <laughs> right? And so, so yeah, so we're going to, we'll have to have the team go back and figure out, you know, just what we've got. But I, you're right. Like, we could pull all of that, and it would be an amazing resource. And uh, what a growing list of book recommendations that people have. And every single one of them, valid and important for different reasons. Right. Oh, and yeah. so, yeah. And it's about, about picking the one that's really, you know, really right for you. So. Yeah. The one that falls off the shelf in front of you. That's usually the best way. <laughs> right. Yeah. The yeah. one that the universe really wants you to read. Exactly. Uh, yeah. That's funny because that reminds me of one that was really impactful for me. And that was a book called The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. And, um, it was interesting because I was I was still at my job uh, as a marketing director, and I was waiting for the bus that was going to take me to the train that was going to take me to the office. And for some reason, the bus driver didn't see me standing at the bus stop and passed me. I mean, you know, here at six a.m. in 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 Vancouver, it's still dark out in the winter time. He didn't see me standing there. 
drove right by. Now I had 30 minutes to kill. So I ran back to the house and I'm like, I'm going to read a book. And and so that was the one that fell off the bookshelf and into my hands and 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 it, I ended up reading. So uh, I don't usually add my own book recommendations in this, but just since you said the whole fall off the bookshelf thing and I had a fall off the bookshelf story, I thought I'd right? add it in. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think we've all had one of those fall off the bookshelf. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think those are those moments you really have to pay attention to because it's probably something you've been journaling about or asking for and uh and was kind of meant to be so i love i love how things like that um happen or uh come into our space so so candy thank you so much for being my guest on the show this has been amazing i know we could keep going and going and going there's a lot of different directions we could go with this um and uh and no doubt there will be more collaborations for you and i uh in the future um, so, you know, before we kind of, you know, bring this to a close, uh, maybe share with everybody, uh, where do they find you and, uh, where's the best place to get more information about the work that you do? Uh, oh, your podcast as well, your podcast and where, where can they connect with you if they want some to know more about becoming a coach? Okay. And thank you. And Chuck, just before I share that, I just want to thank you again for having me. It's been such a wonderful conversation. Really enjoyed it. Um, so there's two places that you can find me. The first is my podcast, and that's the easiest one. And it's called She Coaches Coaches. And so check it out. We're at episode 101 right now. So there's a whole bunch there to listen to. And the second place is my website, it is stepintosuccessnow.com. So again, stepintosuccessnow.com. And there's all kinds of resources there that you can look at. There's blog posts, there's access to free resources, and you can always reach out to me and ask me any questions. I'd be happy to hear from you. Well, and I highly recommend that you do reach out to Candy because she is such a great resource and incredibly giving and helpful and generous. And so it will be time well spent. Even if you're really not sure what your next move is, that's what Candy's great at is helping you figure out what your next move is. So that's yeah. even more reason to reach out, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'll make sure that the links to your podcast and the links to your website are down here in the show notes or beneath this video. And uh, please, I highly recommend uh, do reach out to Candy and have a conversation. So so, Candy, again, thank you so much for being my guest. Uh, this has been amazing. Lots of really great ideas shared here today. Um, we could keep going and going, but we're out of time. So uh, if you were to leave our audience with just one final word of wisdom or tip or piece of advice, what would you say to them? Ah, that's a good question. Hmm. Listen to that book that falls off the shelf. <laughs> like, it's just that, right? Right. It's exactly that. what we were just talking yeah. about. Absolutely. Yeah. Pay attention to mm -hmm. those kinds of things. There's some really good messages in there. And it might be the thing that you're kind of hoping for and wishing for. So, yeah, um, great advice. So, Candy, thank you so much. And to my listeners, thank you again for being uh, a valued listener to the show. Uh, do if the, anything that we have said here today resonates with you, please do reach out to Candy. Um, it will be time well spent. Absolutely guarantee it. And uh, make sure you tune in to our next episode where we'll have another amazing guest. 
and we'll uh, we'll talk some partnerships. We'll talk collaboration. Uh, in the meantime, keep moving forward, keep being awesome, and never, ever, ever give up on your dreams. We'll see you on the next one. Thanks. This episode is brought to you by the Collaborators Toolkit. If you're looking for better ways to grow and scale your business through collaborations and strategic partnerships, our free Collaborators Toolkit contains the best resources from our workshops, as well as contributions from our guests. These tools could be the missing link that you've been looking for to solve everyday business challenges and to access highly effective ideas that can grow your business exponentially. The best part is that these resources, tools, and templates are completely free and our gift to you for being a valued member of our community and a subscriber to our show. You can get free instant access to the Collaborators Toolkit today by visiting our website at www.collaboratorsunite.com forward slash toolkit. That address again is www.collaboratorsunite.com slash toolkit. Register today and I'll see you on the inside.